They've actually reduced the number of jurors that they historically have summoned. And they feel, and this is really moving to me, they feel, they hear from the community. They feel the community appreciating what they do. They feel the community, they feel that kind of change in reputation. And to me, that's super exciting. I know to them, it's super exciting as well. From Tyler Technologies, it's the Tyler Tech Podcast, where we talk about issues facing communities today and highlight the people, places, and technology making a difference. My name is Jeff Harrell. I'm the Director of Content Marketing here at Tyler Technologies, and I'm so glad that you joined us. Well, have you ever received a jury summons in the mail and suddenly your shoulders drop? You tell your friends and they say, well, I hope you don't get picked. Well, trial by jury is such an important part of our society, but the experience can often be one we try to avoid. Well, today's episode, we talk to Scott Kerr and discuss how local government can improve this experience. Scott is the general manager of Tyler Technologies Jury Solutions Business Unit, and that business unit specializes in developing software products and services that help courts streamline and improve the jury process. Over his 30-year career, Scott and his team have built and implemented jury management systems all over the world. I think you'll be very encouraged at how some simple technology can really make a big difference to both the jurors and to the courts. Here's my conversation with Scott Kerr. Well, Scott, welcome to the Tyler Tech Podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time and appreciate being here. I'm really excited to talk to you because we talked a little bit earlier. A couple of months ago, I received in the mail what a lot of people dread getting in the mail, and that was a jury summons. You get it, you, your, your shoulders maybe slump a little bit, and you, you tell your friends about it like, well, I hope you don't get picked. Why is that? Why do we feel kind of a negative feeling when we get that jury summons? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and, and a very common experience. And uh, yeah, my my response when my friends tell me this is is always, well, you know what? That's great. You should serve because it's a real it's a really amazing experience. And, and I think what we see very commonly is that is that reaction that people have. They get the summons. Oh, gosh. One more thing, one more inconvenience in my life, right? But when people come out the other side of serving on jury duty, they have a, a really enlightened view. And it, it can be a very positive experience for people to be part of justice and to be participating and to actually see what the wheels of justice you know, really, in fact, look like. So I think the answer to your question is it's about reputation, right? Jury duty has this really bad rep right and and i think i think largely that comes from the 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 notion or the some of the experience at least that jurors have and and the most common kind of thought process for people is gosh i'm going to have to spend a day or or may, maybe many days away from my home or from my workplace from the stuff that really i want to do in my life and really what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be sitting in a, in, a, in a jury assembly room all day long, 
board out of my tree with members of my community who I might find annoying and um, and I might not like very much. And then, you know, sort of layer the pandemic on that, that I might not feel really comfortable being here. And and that's that's for many people what they think of when they get that summons in the mail. And I'll, I'll tease this a little bit. I'll, I'll share a little bit later if I actually served or not and what that experience might be like. But, you, but you've hit on something I think is very common when we do get that summons is that we think, okay, I've got to show up early on a morning and I'm, I'm super busy. So I've got, to, I've got to take some time off. I've got to show up in a big room full of people. I'm going to sit there for who knows how long. I may or may not get my name called to go into another room. It's just, it's just a, a challenging process. And I know this is something that you're really passionate about, you know, helping improve that process. What are some things that, that you're working on that, that actually helps this process? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, like interesting, like I, I think there's some other things that also fuel people's trepidation too. So there's some background fear, like what happens if I do get picked and, and what if the, you know, what if I'm on a trial that's really grisly or, you know, I'm going to be exposed to some things. And, and so there's a lot of fear of the kind of the unknown. And I think that keeps people from like, I think generally people want to serve, they want to do their civic duty, but there are, there are these barriers. And um, like another barrier is that we, a jury summons is really an order by the court. We're, we're telling people what to do. We don't necessarily like to be told what to do, right? And, and the, the first thing we tend to do with jurors when they get that summons, your summons probably said this, very top, you have been you know, ordered by penalty of law to, to, to appear at the court for, for jury duty you know, and the implication is that if you don't come, we're we're sending you know armed guards to your house to drag you in here, and and that's you know that's a people get a fear response to that. People get an oppositional response sometimes to being told what to do too. So we began to ask questions about well, how what are these barriers? What are keep what is what is it that's keeping people from serving, and actually having this really interesting experience, um, a really important experience and doing something that's really valuable in protecting democracy, right? Because at the end of the day, trial by jury, it's a, it's a fundamental, essential liberty of any free nation and, and a super important thing for people to do. And so we began to ask these questions and we can see places where other aspects of society that, that do a good job of, of like recruitment around the experience. Not to say that our customers and courts don't, don't also do that because they do. They do a lot of outreach and a lot of education and organizations like the National Center for State Courts have got great programs for engaging youth, for example, in, in jury duty. But I think our work really started around asking these questions, like what are the barriers that keep people from, from serving or having uh, a greater willingness or want or desire to serve? You bring up a good point because when I got my summons, the day I was supposed to appear was a Monday morning and I had a big presentation that next day. And so I thought, what happens if I don't show up? <laughs> and my first thought was, I'll, I'm probably going to get like an arrest warrant or something. <laughs> and so there was a fear of what happens if I don't, I don't show up. And, and so I showed up and it, again, it wasn't because I necessarily wanted to, but it was because I felt like what happens if, if I don't, it was a, that, that fear of penalty versus this, 
excitement to get to do something that, you know, like you said, trial by jury is such an important part of the fabric of, of our society. So I guess my question is, what can local government do? You mentioned a few things, outreach and some other things, but but what can they do to maybe turn the tide a little bit from thinking this is, you know, something I have to do versus something I get to do? Yeah, yeah, a couple things there. Yeah, so that 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 fear of prosecution is can be really powerful, and and what we have historically seen is is despite all the great outreach and things that courts do is it's, it's a common, because it's effective, that fear of prosecution, that's kind of a common, the common tool in the toolbox that gets used first is that kind of enforcement mechanism. And so we began to engage with customers to say, well, that's an awful lot of stick and not very much carrot. Um, and there surely there are more tools in our toolbox that we can bring to bear here so that it's not all punishment, that we're also doing kind of the encouragement part Courts, you guys are doing a great job of the educational outreach and all of that. But when it actually comes to service, like what can we do to sort of make it easier and break these barriers down and be more encouraging of people? The enforcement part and the fear of prosecution part, like that's an, that's another tool in the toolbox that we're going to need to use. And but maybe we maybe it doesn't have to be the only tool, right? That that we're using. And so that set off some some discussions around. The reputation and, and specifically what we talked about at the top of the conversation, the expectation that people have that they're going to sit in their jury assembly room for hours, you know, bored out of their mind. Uh, and then that's and that's they're really not getting the meaningful part of the experience of jury service and doing that. So what can we do to kind of break break that down, make it kind of more likely, if you will, uh, or, or make it make it easier for people to serve, make it more convenient for them to serve, and make it maybe more likely that they actually get to see the inside of a courtroom as opposed to the jury assembly room. And it turns out we actually had some, something already in place that really helps with that. We had a number of things in place. One of those things was just some in-app communication that made, that was very automated, that makes our, makes it easier for customers to for our customer, the court, to engage with jurors through text messaging and, and email and outbound calls. And we found that the, the greater the number of touch points the court made with jurors leading up to the service, the more likely they were to serve. So if we could do that in an automated way, sending reminders, sending information, sending, hey, your request to be excused to be excused from jury duty has been approved or denied. Those kinds of touches that we could actually automate actually improved jury jur yield. So that was a barrier we could we could help break down. The thing that we the re, kind of thing we really discovered is is a thing called online panel assignment. It's kind of a long-ish name, which really what that kind of means you can think of it as in fact direct to the courtroom, uh, a method that would allow courts to kind of pre-assign, if you will, uh, jurors to an, to an actual bloody panel, to an actual trial that is on the docket that's going forward. And so, so all of those qualification steps and things in advance could be done online that led to a juror instead remaining in their home until we really knew needed them, absolutely needed them in the courtroom uh, to go through the interview process, if you will, that's called Wadir, uh, Wadir in some places, to see if the person is suitable for serving 
or being impaneled on the jury, hearing evidence in an actual matter that's before the court. Uh, and we, did, we stumbled upon that in part because our customer in Tarrant County, Texas, had a really nice jury assembly room of a certain size. I think it seats five or 600 people. And there had been a lot of growth in their court. And what had been happening to them is that on their jury assembly day, if it was a particularly busy, uh, you know, kind of week on the docket, they didn't have enough room in the jury assembly room. And now and again, the fire marshal would come around and say, hey, you can't do this. You can't have this many people in this room. And so they were contemplating all kinds of things like, well, maybe we need to actually make another jury assembly room on the second floor, but then we're going to need to have an elevator on the outside of the building to connect these two rooms and kind of all of this kind of stuff. And, and that got us thinking about and, and got our customer in particular, really brought this to us, thinking about, well, what if we could instead have an, some number of our jurors that might otherwise be with us in the assembly room, what if instead we can kind of pre-assign them to a courtroom? What if we can go direct from the summons to the courtroom assignment? And that would balance out our facilities need, really, right? We could have, you know, instead of 500 people in the assembly room, 250 of those people could actually be elsewhere in the court courthouse. And so we built that, we built that out, and, and that was really successful. And, and then we discovered that it had the knock-on effect of actually really helping the court moderate costs because it meant that they didn't actually have to have jurors come to the courthouse and get paid for their service until they were really absolutely needed. And they could actually, you know, call them off at a moment's notice, right? And juror could remain in their home or at their workplace again until it was absolutely required. And that's, that's a, that's a, a facet of jury management too, right? Like, uh, you know, we have to summon jurors, you know, six or five, four or five, six weeks out in advance in order to qualify them and notify them and make sure they make the appropriate arrangements to be at the court. But in that interval, uh, between the time they get their summons and the time they're actually supposed to report, the, the participants in a matter before the court, they're still negotiating, right? They're they're trying to resolve their dispute or their, you know, or their criminal matter right up to the last moment. So lots of times trials settle or the parties settle a matter the night before. Lots of times, and in fact, in, in every juror orientation video that I've ever seen, there's a part of the video that talks about, well, the fact that you're here, juror, in the jury assembly room, uh, what that means is elsewhere in the court, you know, things are really getting they're getting awfully real for the parties to a matter. Just you being here is going to result in plea bargains and and settlements in civil matters. So it's really you don't you might not you might not feel like you're doing much, but just the fact that you're here. And so if we could kind of move that to the online world, what we discovered is it really really helped moderate or or, or create efficiencies in terms of the number of jurors that were actually reporting and actually needed to be paid for that. So. So that customer, again, it started with a facilities play, but it's resulted in a million dollars, over a million dollars uh, in savings for that particular court in, in Tarrant County. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about how we love when technology can help solve real problems. So it sounds like this technology, in, in this case, pretty pretty simple, right? I think it was text messaging mainly, helped solve the problem on the jurors' side of I don't have to take a block of time. I don't. I've got to go in this room with people I don't know. I got to sit there for a long time. And instead, I'm just 
had my phone near me and seeing if I'm if I'm actually needed and the communi- communication you, you touched on that I think that was a good one because that was one thing in my experience last couple of months when I got my jury summonses I didn't hear anything else other than that piece of paper I had and that just leads to you know lack of clarity like I, I think I'm supposed to show up if I don't show up I may get in trouble but if I'd known if I'd, there'd been a bit, a bit more communication I would have probably felt like yeah I, I am needed this is important I probably would have felt a little bit better. So I think I think that's actually right on the money. So so this idea of text messaging improves communication, but also allows jurors to show up if they're actually really needed. So it's a win on the juror, juror side or the or the citizen side. But as you pointed out on the on the court side, they're saving money, they're they're saving costs. So it feels like this is a solution. It's pretty simple technology. Yeah, it's everybody wins. I, I, this is what I love, love, love about it. Everyone wins. Right. The courts are happier. They're more efficient. They're saving money for the for the taxpayer, you know, who are, who are also the jurors. The jurors are loving it because they they it's more convenient for them. They only serve when they're absolutely necessary. And when they do serve, they're really getting the meaningful part out of the experience, which is is at least they're at least they're, they're they may be chosen. Right. At least there may be, you know, there's a real trial going forward and they may be eligible and suitable for, for hearing evidence. They might not might not hear the evidence. But at least they've been in part of that experience and kind of engaged in that, you know, in that experience, rather than the, the less meaningful to to them part of the experience of sitting around in a jury assembly room until they're until they're needed. That time could be better spent for members of the public, you know, again at at, in, at their homes and and in their workplaces. It's amazing the number of people I've talked to about my experience and pretty much everyone I've spoken to said, you know, I've been called five, six, seven times and never selected. So Mm -hmm. that goes into this idea of I'm going to show up, but they're not going to need me. So this is going to be a waste of time. I'm also being in marketing. I understand how powerful word of mouth is. And I can imagine if you experienced what you described, which is, this really great communication via text and only showing up when you're needed and giving the opportunity to feel like you're making a difference. I'm going to tell everyone I know, Hey, this was, if you get a summons, it's not bad. It's, it's actually really good. And this word, word of mouth, you know, I think that's going to help, you know, our, our clients as well as they, I know they're trying to, to change that, that feeling of when you get that jury, but that word of mouth could really help as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Steve Martin very famously sent out a bunch of jokes by way of Twitter a few years ago, lampooning jury duty as though he were actually serving. It turned out that he wasn't. There was a lot of speculation that he was, uh, but he wasn't. You know, we, we not that we want to take away material for Steve Martin, but uh, we do want to change the channel in that communication. We don't want it so much to be the butt, the butt of jokes. And, you know, and that's the part of the experience that I think is is kind of the low-hanging fruit and, and what we're what we're after. But like an interesting thing too, Jeff, for us is that this was work that we had had done some number of years ago, but then you add suddenly the pandemic into the equation. And this became a real challenge for for courts because the heretofore the the fundamental business process has been, hey, let's get let's get a whole bunch of people uh, together um, from all corners of the of the area into a big room kind of shoulder to shoulder well pretty immediately we couldn't we couldn't do that so this really um 
during the pandemic shone a light on the kind of functionality here that, like you brightly point out, it's it's text messaging. There's there's some other kind of business process flow that's part of it as well that that, that enables all of this to work efficiently. But there was a real time for adaptation for the courts. And I think what's really interesting for us now is to see how uh, the adaptations that courts had to make during the pandemic, how they're thinking about how they're thinking about them now. Pandemic shone a light on how, you know, required courts to 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 adapt and to do things differently. And that now that we're kind of maybe out of the worst of it, knock, knock on wood, what I think is really interesting is how courts are also now rethinking how it's caused them to rethink, like, maybe these are actually, this is a good approach to begin with. Um, and maybe this is something we should continue because it's been very successful for, for us. We have a, a customer in Okaloosa County, Florida, who's a huge proponent of online panel assignment and, um, you know, very challenged in their area during the pandemic and really challenged on the on the revenue side uh, uh, as it's anchored to their budget. And so they were really in a position and uh, being forced to, you know, do an awful lot less with a lot less budget and look at reducing, you know, staff complement in various areas. And they seconded staff to, you know, help in hospitals and things like that. So they had fewer staff to be able to even manage the jury process, but they found that they could just be more efficient. And then they post kind of post pandemic, we can say say that, they also were concerned that they might actually have to summon many more people. They were worried about their juror yield because they thought kind of coming back to the old way of doing business, jurors would be afraid. They'd be afraid of being in a room with people. They'd be afraid of COVID. And so a way of coping with that was to, to continue to use online panel assignment. And, and, they, and they've had a very similar experience. It's been very efficient for them. They've actually reduced the number of jurors that they historically have summoned, and they feel, and, and this is really moving to me, they feel, they hear from the community. They feel the community appreciating what they do. They feel the community, they feel that kind of change in reputation. And to me, that's super exciting. I know to them, it's super exciting as well. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, it kind of what moves us to get, get out of bed in the morning. Well, Scott, we've talked a lot about really improving the experience, the communication leading up to actually the day that you you will or may not show up because you're getting this better communication or getting this text messaging when you're actually needed. But I would like to touch on the actual process of serving because I, I said I'd tease it a little bit. I actually got to serve on a jury two months ago. It was an aggravated assault case. And it was interesting because I was juror number 44. They picked 14. So that shows you how many excuses people made <laughs> when kind of going through the, the process of the lawyers asking questions. And, you know, people were, were basically saying whatever they could to get thrown out you know, of the jury. But I found the experience, and it was about a three-day trial, to be fascinating, to be challenging, heart-wrenching, all of those things, but at the end of the day, and particularly at the end when the, the lawyers come in on both sides and just you know give their appreciation for the service that we had for the jury, the judge comes in and does the same. You leave with this civic pride. This like I was part of the process 
you know, the the person that you know had the trial got his got his day in court, so to speak. So talk to a little bit about that, because I know you're very passionate about this. Well, I, I think that, again, I think that's a very common experience people have. They, they, they get the summons in the mail. They have reluctance. They have fear. They don't really want to do it. They, they know in the you know, back of their mind it's their duty and they should do that. And people have a sense of patriotism and, 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 and duty. And then the, the experience when they serve is often just exactly as you've described it. It's, yeah, it's hard, but it's also enlightening. Um, and the feeling that you're left with at the end of the day is you were part of something. And I think that something is participatory democracy yeah. at the end of the day. And uh, this is why, you know, I say that, that, you know, trial by jury is just one of the essential freedoms of a free society. How it serves us is, in many fundamental ways. It, it's also a way that probably the majority of people come into contact with justice, right? Not, not everyone goes through their lives being involved in criminal matters or involved in civil trials and disputes and things, but everybody pretty well has a, has a jury duty experience to share. You're likely to get summoned once in your life. And so it's, it's also an, an area where uh, people, people actually have this, this direct experience with, with justice. It's a real opportunity. It's a real opportunity for the courts. It's a real opportunity for, for jurors. It's a way of creating an opportunity to strengthen people's confidence in, in the justice system. We, we, there's a saying, and I've heard it in Canadian law circles. I'm a, I'm a Canadian, in fact, and that the, the expression is that uh, justice must not only be done, it must manifestly be seen to be done. And so I think that's also one of those things that trial by jury brings to us and the experience of serving is that we're actually seeing justice at work. And we can be, you know, it's an opportunity at least to develop confidence in it. It's, it's also an opportunity to sort of see, you know, to see what, you know, all of it, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. It's, it's, it's not perfect, I'm sure, but it's the best system we've got. And um, uh, and so I think that's that's why my advice to to friends that call me and say, hey, I've got a summons. How do I get out of it? My response is, well, you you better go and serve because you're you're going to have an experience that will enlighten you. That was definitely my experience is I, I, I didn't want to go. I was reluctant. I had that big presentation the next day. But but once I did get picked and got to serve, it was fascinating. And like I said, uh Difficult, challenging, but at the end of the day, just a, a great overall experience. You mentioned Scott, a few of the clients that that we've that you've worked with. Any others? Any other client stories you can share with us of, of people you've worked with that that have really made a difference in this area? Yeah, sure. Um, in Santa Barbara, California, quite recently, uh, a really high profile, very grisly trial going on and they were they have been using both online panel sign a little bit and uh, and the text messaging features of the application there was a bomb threat at the courthouse somehow made potentially related to this very high profile trial and going on and uh because of this the text messaging features and online panel assignment they were able to actually just blast out a, a text to people that were meant to be serving on this jury duty 
not to come to the courthouse, not to in fact come to the downtown area because of the threat. Thankfully, it was just a threat, um, a hoax. But what if it weren't, was the kind of messaging that we got from the customer. They were sort of calling to share the story, but they were also, uh, they, they were, there was a lot of gratitude. Like, what if this, what if this had been real? So, you know, some of the stuff, some of the work that you do, you might take for granted really easily, uh, right? Um, and you don't realize that it can be potentially super, super impactful for the customers in this way. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a story uh, of a customer who's had a real, you know, a real visceral experience with this. I know that Dallas County, uh, Texas has been experimenting with uh, uh, online panel assignment as well. And, and I heard the other day that they're uh, looking to make a f- more fulsome rollout of that and, and use it in more, in more trials. I mean, and this is the great thing about it is it's not a, it's not a necessary and prescriptive uh, business process that we have to, you know, that the customers are required to do in every trial. You know, they can pick and choose what are the kinds of trials where they want to do this. And, and so, for example, in Tarrant County, they don't use online panel assignment in murder trials. And, and that's in part because, you know, these are the kinds of, of matters before the court that they take there's more information to gather. There's more education to provide. And that really has to happen in person. So online panel assignment may not be appropriate in, in every instance. And so we recognize that and it, and it has that flexibility for customers to use it as much or as little as they think is appropriate in their in their local court. Well, this has been great, Scott. If, if someone wanted to find out more information, wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I think the Tyler website for sure, uh, but they're certainly welcome to you know to to, to call, uh, reach reach out to me on Teams, you know, hit up our our Vancouver office uh, here anytime they like. That's TylerTech.com. Is there a certain place on the website they should go? The jury product pages, uh, probably. Awesome. Well, Scott, thanks so much. This is this is a fascinating topic, and, and I think for everyone, because I think all of us have some experience in this, and so really appreciate the work that you're doing, the passion that you have around this, too, and just the opportunity to to make this experience better for people, because it is it is so meaningful to actually get the opportunity to, to you know, serve your community in this way. So thanks so much. Well, pleasure's all mine, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Well, I definitely wish they'd had that technology when I served a few months ago. Although I will say the overall experience, as I mentioned in the episode, was great. Highly recommend if you get an opportunity to serve on a jury to do so. Well, hope you enjoyed that conversation. We drop a brand new episode of the Tyler Tech Podcast every other Monday. So please subscribe. We have a lot of great episodes planned throughout the rest of 2022 and on into 2023. So for Tyler Technologies, this is Jeff Harrell, Director of Content Marketing for Tyler Technologies. We'll talk to you soon.